Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. or at least what Biden wants us to think, because I couldn't believe that he's at the White House today celebrating and also has one of my favorite singers, James Taylor. Remember, I'm a Carolina gal, so I love a lot of his songs, of course. Of course, born in Brooklyn, but went to college in the Carolinas. But I sit there and I'm watching the White House and I'm watching President Joe Biden sit and tout about what a great economy it is and how much he has done for the economy and touting his, quote, Inflation Reduction Act, which most economists don't believe is going to help the inflation whatsoever. And I want to know who at the White House said, let's go forward with this event celebrating the economy and everything that you have done, President Biden, on the day when they release economic numbers that essentially reveal one of the worst historic inflation numbers in U.S. history. Because whoever that person is at the White House that decided, let's go forward with this celebration, I think any time, but particularly on this day, that person should be fired. Because that is the most outrageous, most ridiculous embarrassment. The economic numbers come out and show a whopping inflation number and also show that inflation is literally in so many different sectors. Remember, for a while we were seeing the gas prices and all that. Now we're starting to see it in so many sectors of essentials, you know, of food, of many other places that we knew. But now it's showing that it is really, really pervasive. And it is deeply concerning for anybody who has more than like a, you know, a two-year-old math you know, background. You can basically go, wait a minute, this doesn't look like it's going in the right direction. It's going up. And this was a much worse number than I think even some of those who are predicting dire consequences in the economy even expected. And so what does this White House do on the day that this horribly historic number comes out? What they do is they hold a celebration. To me, this just shows that they are tone deaf The optics look terrible, and it also just shows an incredible disrespect, I think, to the American public. I think this White House thinks that the Americans are just stupid, that you just say something and say, okay, no, the sky isn't blue, it's purple with pink polka dots, and we're supposed to believe him. Because this president today came out and said, oh, no, the economy is great, everything's good, and patting himself on the back saying that his economic policies actually have helped the economy. And I thought, who is he kidding? Because anybody out there, you guys see it. You see it when you go to the grocery store. You see it when you go, uh, you know, for clothing. You see it for anything. Things are going up. And my goodness, mortgage rates are going up. And they're going to go up a lot more now. And this number today was terrible. We saw the stock market plummet. You could see the reaction was immediate. It was disastrous. 
I mean, these are really, really bad numbers. But this president, I guess, thinks that we're all stupid. And if he says, gosh, I'm doing such a great job with the economy, maybe he thinks one person out there is going to believe him. I mean, and I just felt it was so distasteful that he's out there at the White House celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act, which is not helping. And then he's also, oh, well, I'm going to be doing student loans and making things worse. And I'm cutting off drilling. I'm continuing that path for my green energy leftist policies. So none of these things that he is talking about are going to help the economy. And it comes at a day where the numbers were just so disastrous. And to me, he looked so completely disconnected from the American public. And I just think that he just thinks if he says something, maybe people are going to believe what he's saying versus their own eyes. Because the numbers and what you feel every day when you go out to get your basic necessities We all see it every single day. And this White House wants us to think, oh, no, everything's great. Thank you, Joe Biden. I mean, this to me is incredible. And I absolutely believe that when the midterms come, the economy and crime, those two things should be top of the ballot. Because guess what? The economy being so downtrodden and in such a disastrous spiral has not only created, obviously, a huge economic issue for everybody, but also it's contributed to crime because people are looking to steal stuff. They're looking at whatever it is. The climate, it is part and parcel. Usually when the economy is bad, you see more crime. You also see, again, a lot of these left-leaning policies that are emboldening criminals. But it is a vicious cycle And these two things right now, if this president doesn't sit and say, gosh, I got to hurry up and turn it around, I don't see him doing that. He is clearly saying, saying, oh, no, things are great, everybody. Trust me. Don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe them. They're not telling you the truth. Trust me. So what do you think, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And in just about 10 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by great economist Steve Moore, uh, who's with the Heritage Foundation. And we're going to get his take on what I thought was an incredibly disrespectful, distasteful celebration there at the White House today. To me, it, you know, people in America are hurting And he's out there celebrating the economy, which he has very much destroyed. And the numbers tell a very powerful story. By the way, the White House, uh, as they're sitting there touting this whole thing, Republicans got to get out there. They got to get out there and go, look at the facts. Look how obvious it is. Look how good the economy was under President Trump and what a sharp contrast that is to what we are currently seeing And we're seeing a president who is in denial and wants us to all be in denial, too. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, here is President Biden just a little bit ago at the White House. This bill will lower the deficit. This bill alone is going to lower the deficit by $300 billion over the next decade. Because it's going to charge pay less for prescription drugs. And that's on top of the $350 billion we reduced the deficit my first year. $350 billion reduction. And for this, for this fiscal year, a trillion five hundred billion dollar reduction in the deficit. 
So I don't want to hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. Right. And this is the same president who is planning the student loan debt cancellation. If you think things are bad, he's going to, like, put salt in that wound and make sure that anything he can do to get elected free, 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 free. Don't worry if after the midterms, yeah, maybe then the economy will really tank. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm just going to throw everything in the kitchen sink just to basically keep my party in power. Uh, to me, it is fiscally irresponsible and it is irrational. And yet, here's Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi clapping like lemmings at the White House. This is a great and celebratory day. Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> you know, it's bad. But even the Democrats are like, really? Oh, no, please clap for me. Please, please. <laughs> I would have thought that Biden would have done that because that's typically Biden would say, and now it is time to applause. Now turn to the right. Now turn to the left. But that was Nancy Pelosi, who nobody wanted to clap for because they're like, what? What? Even it's it's a whole bunch of Democrats. You know, it's bad when they can't even clap for their own. Well, here is Senator Mike Braun, Republican, who just said it is outrageous that this president and this Democratic Party are patting themselves on the back when they created the problem. You know, that's the irony of politics. When everything that caused inflation was done by you, and then you brag that it's coming down, a lot of it just due to the economic laws of gravity. And when you look at the economy, just go back to pre-COVID. I think you talked about it a little earlier. Everything was running on full throttle with no inflation, raising wages in the toughest spots. And now when you have the audacity to hold a celebration, I think they should have been smart enough to at least have the inflation report hit first before they decided to celebrate. It's all contradictions. I got here. We were 18 trillion in debt. Now we're 30. I think that tells the story. Wow. 18 trillion is pretty bad, but now it is doubled. That is a stunning amount. And you see it every day, no matter what you are buying, what you're getting, whether it's shrinkflation, where stuff is like, hey, we're only giving you three Orioles as opposed to 20. Uh, you see it in everything you buy and everything you do. And this White House so far won't even accept any responsibility for their policies and let alone oil, gas. I mean, the list goes on and on. Here is Sarah Westwood of the Washington Examiner and what she had to say about the Biden celebration today. Today, we saw Biden sort of reinforcing his biggest liability when it comes to inflation. And that's that he has no credibility to talk about the economy. He has been wrong about inflation, the trajectory of it from the beginning of his presidency. Voters consistently say they don't trust him to fix this problem. They view him as out of touch. And then the conceit of the White House to schedule an event celebrating his efforts to reduce inflation on the day the CPI numbers come out to show how out of touch his political advisors are that they didn't even anticipate the possibility that the numbers could provide such an unflattering backdrop for this event. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Like clap, 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 clap. What is he going to do? A celebration of his withdrawal of Afghanistan? Is he going to do a celebration of the border? Remember, Kamala says it's secure. 
uh, you know, what's next? Uh, I mean, boy, these people really know how to like create sort of a movie setting, uh, which is totally disconnected from reality. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil on line one. Phil, your thoughts about what I thought was just a shameful display today. Rita, the United States, the people of this country have just they're in a different situation where they, they've got one foot over the edge of a cliff and Biden is poking them in the back with a stick to get the rest of them over. The stock market lost 4 percent, 4 percent of its value today. That's like that's like billions upon tens upon tens of billions of dollars. What about the people who have invested in portfolios in the stock market? They just took they just took a 10 percent hit on their money. 10 percent of their money just went down the drain. The point is Biden is a psychotic. It is time for this country to face the fact that the Democrats will form the demise and and push push this country over the edge completely, where we're going to be not only not only paralyzed by our civil rights, our, our rights will be eviscerated, but we're also going to be facing such economic debt that we'll never get out of. You think eight percent is bad? We're going to hit 15 percent by the end of the year, guaranteed. 1922 in Germany, the same thing happened where a loaf of bread cost 100 to 200 dollars equivalent. Wow. You know what, Phil? I agree with you that it's only going to go up and up and up. And I don't see the sad thing is I don't see them looking at doing any new policies that will reverse it. That's what's scary. They've created it and then they are not doing anything to change it. Phil, thank you very much. Um, I obviously, I pray that you and I are wrong because I want the best for this country and the best for our economy. But all I do is keep hearing Biden talking about windmills. And boy, is that disconcerting. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And also, great economist Stephen Moore is going to be up. I can't wait to get his take on the Biden celebration as the rest of us are tightening our wallets. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. And today at the White House, singer James Taylor was celebrating, but the bad numbers came out telling a different story. Here's James Taylor. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you're gone. And joining us now to talk about the tone-deaf optics of this White House on inflation is Steve Moore. He is one of the best economic experts out there. He's also a WABC radio host and also a distinguished fellow in economics at the Heritage Foundation. Steve, can you believe they are celebrating and yet these horrible numbers, we saw what happened, you know, also on the stock market. What's your reaction to the sort of disconnect here? 
<laughs> well, if I had been at that White House, I think I would have I would have postponed the party, the celebration, because it was a, a miserable day for the economy. And I've got to confess, e- even I was caught by surprise about how bad these numbers were. I thought we'd get a much better inflation report, but we got a pretty lousy one. And we still have that 8 to 9 percent inflation, Rita. And it's coming in different areas now. So the first big wave of inflation we had under Biden was because of the high gas prices. Now, everybody knows gas prices have been coming down now for about three months. But guess what? Now look at electric utilities. Look at rents. Uh, look at the price of eggs. Look at the price of uh, so many uh, essential items that people buy where the costs are going through the roof. And I got to tell you, the official re- inflation report is about 8.3 percent. But when I run into people at the grocery store or when I see people you know, walking down the street, they say it's not 8 percent, Steve Moore. They said the inflation rate is really about 15 percent because the things people have to buy have been rising fastest in price. And also, we know that this is coming as the Fed is talking about raising interest rates. That's going to like socket to, you know, home buying. You better believe it. So this is a pretty incredible number. You know, the mortgage rate when Trump left office was about 2.7 percent, which is a pretty low mortgage rate. Now, in many markets, it's up to 6.3 percent. So, yeah, that's is going to make it really difficult for the housing sector. And, and I, I don't I hate to even bring up the R word, but you have to really start worrying about a recession because you've got these inflationary pressures. You've got the Fed raising interest rates, which takes some of the wind out of the sails of the economy. And we've dug ourselves into a deep hole. And that Inflation Reduction Act that, that Biden signed today, of course, I think everyone knows that's going to make inflation much worse, not better, because all the government spending and borrowing and debt and the tax increase, the tax increases are going to reduce output because they've taxed businesses and the spending only encourages people to spend even more money, which puts more demand in the economy. And so we may be looking at this inflation rate in the 8 to 10 percent range for many months to come. Wow. So that is really going to socket to the American consumer. What do you make of the fact, Steve Moore, that in the midst of this, they're celebrating. They seem to think like, gosh, if we say it's okay, it's okay. I mean, what do you make of this strategy from a political perspective? Because they're heading into the midterms, of course. Well, it shows a couple of things. One is just how out of touch people in Washington are with real America. You know, if you're in Washington, where I am right now, things are honky-dory. You know, I mean, all this money the government's spending, and a lot of it never released Washington. And so people are doing really well in D.C., but when you go to Main Street America, that's where people get clobbered with the inflation. And so, first of all, you know, Joe Biden is just completely out of touch with middle-class America. And let's not forget, Rita, that inflation is a tax, right? But it's a tax on the lowest-income people, not the highest-income people. So it's really made it really difficult for people. There's that... uh, uh, Gallup poll that came out last week that showed a lot of people are not just cutting back on fringe spending. They're cutting back on the essentials because they can't afford it. Wow. So what can we expect uh, as we head into the midterms? More of this, uh, you know, we'll uh, look at the world through rosy color glasses versus reality. Uh, you know, it was Bill Clinton and his advisors who said so so famously uh, in 1992, it's the economy stupid. So I think that will be the overriding issue. Uh, is, you know, how are you feeling? How are you doing in your pocketbook? That's how Reagan defeated, you know, Jimmy Carter back in 1980. Are you better today, off today, than you were four years ago? I think Americans have to ask, are you better off today than were you two years ago when, when Trump was president? Um, don't forget also, I mean, the, the stock market crashed today. This was the worst day in a year for the stock market with big, big, big losses. And that's because investors are very worried about these coming interest rate increases. And it, the Fed can't do this itself. 
Rita. The Fed needs help from Congress and the president to start cutting back on all this excessive government spending. Meanwhile, you know, as I say that, Joe Biden signing into a bill, another bill that spends $500 billion we don't have. The student loan debt. Well, I was talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, but you're right. Then you also have on top of that uh, the student loan bailout program. We don't know the exact price of that. I've seen all sorts of different you know, estimates of what that'll be anywhere from $250 billion to a trillion dollars. We don't know how many people would sign up for it. But that, too, all that does is just put more of the burden on the back of the, of the taxpayer. Yeah, it is really frightening and just more and more and more. And yet they're sitting there singing Kumbaya at the White House and everyone's going, uh, are you kidding me? Um, Steve Moore, so great to have you here on the show. A great economic expert, WABC radio host and also distinguished fellow in economics at the Heritage Foundation. Thanks for everything, Steve, for your great perspective. <laughs> Well, thanks, Rita. And folks, don't forget to listen to the More Money Show on WABC on 1 p.m. Absolutely. We will, Steve. It's a great show. And everybody, when we come back, we're going to take your calls about the fact the White House is celebrating while Rome is burning. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a powerful story coming from Oak Ridge, North Texas. Uh, where the North City Council and police chief honored two police officers at their meeting this week. Chief Libby and also the mayor there presented officers David Hensley and Josh Hatch with awards for life-saving actions. Just to give you a little background on them, on Hatch's second day on the job, he helped save the life of a suicidal individual who was running on an interstate flyover with the intention of jumping off a bridge there. Hatch immediately jumped over a barrier at the edge, and he pulled the individual to safety, which is amazing. Meantime, the other officer immediately responded to a call for an individual who had an emergency. This happened on September 1st. It was someone who had an emergency while they were driving, which is really serious. So that officer immediately started chest compressions and medics were able to reestablish a heartbeat before the individual was transported to a hospital for treatment. Needless to say, the police chief said, if not for the actions of these two brave officers, these two individuals would never have survived. What a powerful story and also such a great reminder of the incredible work our men and women in blue do every single day. And that's why I love doing the Back the Blue segment here every night on the Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, we are talking about the economy, which is in the tanks. The bad numbers that came out today were worse than even economists had expected. 
uh, really a lot worse. And those who have been looking at all the layers of the number that came out show that it's really sweeping across a whole bunch of sectors. Uh, the markets plummeted. I mean, the Dow dropped over a thousand points today. I mean, it was just disastrous. Uh, one of the biggest hits that we have seen. They believe this inflation number, by the way, is one of the worst that we've seen in 40 years. And yet the White House was out celebrating the economy today. They had this scheduled event for the, quote, Inflation Reduction Act. I call it Inflation Reduction Act in quotes because it really isn't reducing the inflation. And even people tied to the former, uh, like, Obama administration are like, ah, this is not going to help because they're honest. They see the numbers. They're like, ah, this isn't going to help. But yet the White House continued with its, like, terrible optics you know, and then they had James Taylor, who we were just playing a little bit ago. I love James Taylor, but he was singing Fire and Rain. And I thought, boy, that's what we're getting in this White House. That's an appropriate song. At least he didn't say You've Got a Friend, because then I wouldn't have believed that song. <laughs> that would not have been the right song to sing at the White House today. But needless to say, President Biden was out there and he was touting. Boy, listen to all the great achievements. And I thought, whoever planned this event should no longer be at the White House. They should have said, Mr. President, this is not a good day. It's like, uh, you know what? The economy is the worst it's been in decades. The numbers are clearly showing it. Everybody's talking about it. Maybe we shouldn't be out there patting ourselves on the back and celebrating the economy. Somebody should have said, wrong day, we're going to reschedule. But no, they continued. And here's a little bit of the president a little bit ago. Now let's hear it for the workers and the labor unions, mayors and local officials. Environmental activists, students and young people, advocates for senior citizens and families. This is what it looks like when the American government works for the people. When we tell the powerful interests, no, you're not going to get your way this time, not this year, not this time, not now. Whoa. All right. And then he said, yeah, don't we all love climate change, how we're fighting it? Take a listen. We're going to lower prescription drug costs, lower health insurance costs, lower energy costs for millions of families. I'm going to take the most aggressive action ever, ever, ever to confront the climate crisis and increase our energy security ever in the whole world. And that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. Yeah, that's what we're thinking on a day like today when we're worried about the price of bread. We're worried about anything that you buy out there. You see the prices are skyrocketing and the packaging's getting smaller. And yet we're worried right now about climate change. We're thinking about windmills. Uh, this to me is unbelievable. And I think he thinks we're all a bunch of morons. I really do that he thinks that we just don't really realize what escalating numbers and in inflation mean and skyrocketing prices mean. Uh, but Dana Perino, who's been at the White House, knows what it means. Take a listen. You schedule events based on or, or the calendar. You look and think, oh, OK, well, the jobs number is coming out that day. They didn't know what the inflation number was going to be. But why do they schedule the Inflation Reduction Act on the same day the inflation is coming right. out? That makes them look ridiculous. It does make them look ridiculous. And now Greg Gutfeld on the five. I think he really hit a great point because he said, you know what? It is important that Republicans get their act together because we all feel the inflation. We all feel the economy. And I want to hear your thoughts on how much it's affecting you and the optics of this White House. He's out there saying, I never said defund the police. It's on videotape. 
He's out there saying the economy's good. You see, the numbers are totally, totally in sharp contrast. He is lying. I rarely say that about a president, but it is so obvious that that is just a lie for political gain, that he's hoping we're not going to, like, realize every time you, like, buy something that you don't realize how bad things are. And yet Greg Gutfeld also hit on a really interesting point, that because the economy is so bad, and because of this, like, la-la land that I described this president being in, Republicans got to get their act together, because guess what? The midterms are right around the corner, and they better make sure that it is clear as day and that everybody is reminded when they go to the polls, hey, do you have more money in your wallet? What do you think of crime in this country? That it's time for Republicans to not sort of just assume people feel the pain uh, because we all feel it, but to remind everybody how bad things are. I mean, remember famously through history, there have been American presidents say, are you better off now than you were X years ago? That is the only question that needs to be in voters' minds. And Republicans got to do a better job at it uh, because some of the polls are not really showing that Republicans are ahead. In fact, they're losing in a number of polls. But this is what Greg Gutfeld had to say. I'm pleading with Republicans. you got to get your act together. You're never going to get an opportunity like this. This is like the inmates are running the asylum. Nothing they say is true. It's just like if you can't, if you can't beat these guys, then you don't deserve to win. Wow. If you can't beat these guys, you don't deserve to win. And then Greg Gutfeld said there's a big difference between the way Democrats do politics and the way the GOP does politics. Sometimes it feels like the Democrats just want this stuff more because they're just more ruthless. I mean, they're calling half of America terrorists. That means you came to play, right? They're making it so that if you decide to challenge them on anything, you're considered unpatriotic. So uh, I would, I, I, and, and I would love to see the Republicans kind of get as nasty as they are. Uh, and if you look at what the Dems are doing, which is elevating, you know, the far right candidates, again, it reminds you that politics—that's the Democrats' line of work. It's full time. I mean, for Republicans, it used to be. You know, politics is something you do while running your business. But the Dems, politics is their business, and that's why they're better at it. Wow. So Democrats know how to fight the political fight much better than the Republicans. And is it time that the Republicans keep hammering that message? Because the Democrats clearly are like Trump, 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 Trump. And this White House wants us to believe that they are the best economic executives in American history. And that, to me, is a shameful display of, uh, let's call it a major lie, because it is clear that the numbers are very apparent. We are in a dismal situation. And you look at the stock market today, you look at so many levels, and this White House has no shame in trying to pretend things are A-OK on the old economic front. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom in Boston on line three. Tom, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, Rita, This is uh, being all done uh, on purpose. Uh, They're trying to uh, bankrupt this country. Rita, I was sitting here trying to think of that uh, guy that they they all love in the Democratic Party. they, They made a movie called uh, she, uh, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, and it was on e- EWTN a bunch of times. I can't think of his name. Hillary well, Clinton praised him all the time. What's the point? What's the point, Tom? 
Well, they're, they're trying to they're trying to bankrupt this country on purpose. That's what he said. He tried. That's what he said they were going to do. Wow. Well, that's a scary. Now, where do you think? What do you make of the fact that whatever the objective, whether it's ineptitude or intention, um, they're doing a good job of it, and yet they want us to believe that everything is fine. I mean, they're out there celebrating today at the White House. It was astounding to me. It's like somebody saying, you know, uh, you know that car accident you just saw? Let's celebrate the the great work of automotive genius, you know, or great drivers today. You know, it's it's like uh, like it's alternate universe, Tom. Um, and don't you don't you think Republicans got to really start hammering that home because they they've just been assuming that people uh, realize how bad it is because it is so apparent. But unless you kind of tell everybody, maybe somebody's going to believe Biden. Maybe somebody you know who's who who lives under a rock like he did during the campaign might think he's right. I don't think it's Biden as much as the uh, communists behind him pulling his strings. I think they're all communists. Well, I think a lot of them have, do not have the best interests at heart uh, economically when you look at the situation right now, and that's really sad. Tom, thank you. It's always great to get your calls. Let's go to Christine, line two. Christine, your thoughts. Hi. Hi, Rita. Um, I can't think of one thing Biden has done right. I mean, he's insulated by the corrupt media. I think he's surrounded by public sector employees. They're the only people insulated from the effects of this uh, re- session we got going on. And I want to tell the Republicans, too, don't forget to focus about what's happening to the kids in public education, the way the Democrats are been caught indoctrinating them. You know, tell them, hey, these are your grandkids, these are your children, your nieces and nephews, in addition to your wallets being stolen left and right by the Democrats, they don't care about the children. Well, and I think you're right about, um, you know, the CRT and all that stuff. And look, that was a winning formula for Glenn Youngkin in Virginia when he won, you know, one handily the uh, Republican, you know, the race there for uh, Virginia governor. And so you're right. You can't lose track of all that stuff and the gender this and the drag shows for kids and all of that stuff, uh, plus economy, plus crime. I think they just got to keep hammering it and cannot lose sight. And clearly these Democrats are like, you know, they're out for blood. I mean, we're going to talk about in the next hour, Christine, the fact that January 6th, uh, the committee, which is about to start up again, uh, as if we thought we'd finally get rid of that. But no, part two is coming up, or I should say part 25, it feels like, or part 250. But they issued... 40-plus subpoenas, including the My Pillow guy. By the way, the My Pillow guy a few hours ago uh, got subpoenaed. So, you know, they're subpoenaing, you know, uh, the My Pillow guy. They're subpoenaing this. Like anybody who has any association with Trump, they are going after it for blood. So Republicans have a lot of powerful facts on their side in terms of the economy, in terms of this. And, you know, when you got, you know, people who are out, you know, on the other side in an all-out, you know, political assault – uh, you got to come out, you know, with your guns blazing in a political, verbal way as well. You've got to say, here's what's happened. The economy's terrible. The border's wide open. The crime is horrible. I mean, there are so many facts that are on the GOP side, uh, but they cannot undersell it. Uh, Christine, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Veronica, line four. Veronica, your thoughts. Wanted. Hi, Rita. How are you? It's Veronica from Tom's River. I just want to say thank you for always taking our part and defending 
like a point of view that, you know, that it's just the right thing to me. I, I am just so saddened by what is going on in this country. I love this country. And I, um, I just don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up and to see what this man is doing and, and whoever is like behind him and, and, and guiding him. Yeah, and and, and by the way, Veronica, Veronica, clearly they've also told him to step it up um, because, I mean, you think about in the last, you know, what, week and a half or so, um, we have just seen a really nasty Biden and a really kind of take-no-prisoners Biden with that speech that he did. So they clearly are saying, you got to go all in, you know, like, so it makes me wonder, God, what are they going to do between now and, you know, Election Day, November 8th? It's not that far away now, Veronica. And, you know, as far as the economy goes, like, I'm sure everybody feels this way. You know, I, I have a daughter that is working full time. I'm trying to help out with child care. And she's trying, you know, she has $80,000 in student loans. And she's trying to pay back. And she goes, Mom, Mom, she goes, like, I can't get ahead. She goes, and, and her husband is working two jobs. They're hardworking people. Like, I just don't know where this is going to take us. And I'm so upset by it. I just, and, and you know what? Nobody cares in that our government. They don't care. They're making fools out of all of us. Well, that's what I feel. I know. I I agree. I agree. And listen, I want the best for our country. You know, I would love to be able to say the economy is doing great um, and there's no crime. You know, I'd love to be able to say that because I want the best. Uh, I'm an American first and foremost before, uh, you know, uh, you know, before any party or anything else. Um, and so to me, it really saddens me. And I don't see them changing this policy around, at least not while they are in power. I don't see it. And that saddens me, too. Uh, Veronica, thanks so much. Um, let's go to Stan. Line two. Stan, your thoughts about this. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good, but it's disconcerting. You just heard from uh, Veronica. Well, here's a story. The stock market went down a thousand points, correct? Okay. Yes, not, more. Not, yes. About a thousand. Am I right? So uh, within the next day or so. The vultures will be coming back and looking for cheap stocks. I'm not worried about the stock market, my friend. But the cheap stocks will be out there. People well, you got to be worried farm. about the economy. You got to no, be obviously other than yeah, inflation. I'm worried about, and the Fed's trying to work on that. They're going to add more 50 point spread on it again. So I think the economy is holding its own. It, they Stan, it could be, Stan, minute, you no, hang on a second, Stan. All right, all right, I got to correct hang you. On. Hang on, uh-huh. and I'll get you. I'll get you to respond. But I first, you cannot sit there. And, you know, and say, oh, the economy's holding its own. It's not holding its own, Stan. Even by the, the folks who are like hoping, you know, on the Biden White House that things would be this, they were lowballing it and it was worse than they ever expected. I mean, these are disastrous numbers and yet they're out there celebrating. I mean, to me, it was shameful. Somebody, first of all, should have canceled that White House party. You don't have a party when America is struggling. And second of all, the economic outlook is disastrous, Stan. And, and that is a fact. And, and to me, to not have compassion for people like Veronica, who just called, talked about she's worried about her daughter. She's worried about this. She's, that is, I don't know of a single American who's not worried right now and feels uncertain. And that is really scary, Stan. Go ahead. First of all, uh, 
I think the event today was ill-timed. <laughs> That's I agree. A, I, I, Stan, yeah, I, Stan, I didn't I, know what the market was going to do today. I mean, and then they then thought they, they should have canceled. canceled you see how many people? Wait a minute. You see how many Come people on. were there? They couldn't cancel it at the last. Yes, time. you can. You could go. You know what? I don't think so. I look. Even you I know what? You know what you do? Time. You have a celebration about something else, but not the economy. Well, you no. Say, I mean, you, I you think, know, it's like you know, it's like you invited five hundred people. Let's come up with a different reason to celebrate, but don't celebrate the economy. It makes them look so stupid. Celebrating the bill, and I think the bill is a good thing in the long term. I think it will help the country on medicines and so forth. I think that's a great thing. But uh, it, it, it was too late to cancel anyway. By the time the market hit seven, eight hundred points, they had a, a hundred fifty-two people. What are they going to say? Everybody go home? No. No, that's uh, that's when you say we'll give you a tour of the White House instead. <laughs> yeah, no, the bathrooms. We'll you, right, we'll give you a tour of the bathrooms of the White House. No, but, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, the overall uh, bill I think is good. It, of course, here's the point. The world has serious inflation. The world has serious gasoline problems. The world has serious problems in supply. This has all been done from the war and the pandemic and so forth. And, it's come and Stan, this president's policies, you're leaving out the most important part. This president's policies policy. of killing Keystone Pipeline day one. Hey, hey. Oh, this, this president, I, I this, this president did the worst in terms of policies and he has hurt these issues tremendously. We could be making so much money right now and helping our allies overseas. And instead they're worried how they're going to get through the winter thanks to our lousy policies and the way he handled Russia. Oh, a minor incursion. I mean, there's a lot of things to pick apart. This president is far from a panacea. And and I always want to know what you're smoking, Stan. And today I want to know what that double dose is. Uh, but, Stan, I love you. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. Well, Stan thinks the economy is just doing just great. He must be under a rock like President Biden. What do you think? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Susan. Line one. Susan, your thoughts. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know what is in Biden's Geritol or Stan's whatever he does, but you know, to say that the stock markets are going to bounce back, well, we're in a whole different ball game. Um, I'm a former um, investment uh, uh, a broker um, on Wall Street, and we don't usually see the stock market and the bond market, and I'm talking about uh, 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 t- bonds that have good ratings. I'm not talking about junk bonds, are all going down at the same time. And this is a very um, – uh, concerning situation besides the fact okay so i wanted to say about is this happening on purpose well monica crawley uh, i think you know her yep she sure i love monica great. absolutely yeah and, and you know she's you two are just like two stellar you know uh voices and um she has she is saying and she was also in the trump administration in the um sec, uh, in the treasury um, yep treasury yep. department okay she's brilliant and she is like has is saying this is done on purpose they are trying to take us down and that this the lying and at the press you see this the biggest part is everything that you're saying 
but if the press keeps brainwashing people, they're complicit. So we cannot depend on the GOP either. We, grassroots, every person listening, you have to go out and you talk to your neighbors. When you go to the grocery store, you talk to the cashier. When you go to the gas station and you see some millennial, they don't even know that there's a, a gubernatorial um, election. No, you're right. You're right. And you know what, Susan, you hit a great point because you got to make sure that people are galvanized to get out and vote. Because I really do believe the midterms, the stakes could not be higher. Do you want two more years of this or do you want another side that will challenge a lot of these policies? Because, boy, do they need challenging. Um, Everybody, we're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And as results are coming in, especially in the New Hampshire primaries, we're going to be giving you the very, very latest. Uh, we're waiting to see on a couple different races that are still neck and neck uh, in the Senate race there on the GOP side in New Hampshire. That one is still a tight one, still too close to call. And as results are coming in on that, we will let you know. Uh, the uh, primary for Sununu, he won that. Hassan won on her side. Again, Sununu on the governor's race there, GOP side, New Hampshire. On the Senate side, on the Democratic side, Maggie Hassan uh, winning hers. But we're still waiting to see what happens on the GOP side uh, on the Senate because that is a neck and neck. And there's a more, quote, moderate candidate that even the Democrats were not pushing. They were actually pushing for the more conservative candidate, uh, General Bolduc. Um, and right now he is neck and neck uh, with the number two person in that race. And as soon as results come in there, we will definitely bring them to you again. That race, which the whole country is watching right now, too close to call. And as soon as we get the final results, we will keep you posted. Uh, but another primary night in America. And this is kind of the last big primary night, if you will, uh, before the midterms. Uh, because the midterms are now right around the corner. I mean, we're talking less than two months away, and the Democrats are pulling out all the stops. And we're going to continue with your calls talking about the economy, because I couldn't believe it today that President Biden's out there touting the economy. Uh, as uh, my friends in Spain would say, that's a lot of cojones. You know, you got one of the worst economies ever. You keep adding to the deficit. You're going to keep adding to the deficit. You're talking about windmills. You cut off the oil supply. And you're going to do a party bragging about how great you are. I mean, that to me really does take, again, a big set of cojones. That is just unbelievable to me. And we're going to continue with your calls on that. And as I mentioned, the Democrats are really pulling out every single political trick, I think, at this point. Um, in the last few hours, Mike Lindell of my pillow fame has now, according to him, had his cell phone seized. He was at a Hardee's restaurant, apparently, on Tuesday night, uh, and the FBI 
came by tonight, just a few hours ago, seized his cell phone while he was at a Hardee's restaurant eating dinner. Um, and he posted about it on social media saying, they took my phone. The FBI did. Um, they came after me. They surrounded me at a Hardee's. They took my phone. And I told him I run my business with it. They have done whatever they can to weaponize. The FBI is disgusting. That's a quote from Mike Lindell tonight. And he's not alone because in the last week or so, this is stunning. The DOJ has issued subpoenas to about 40 Trump associates. According to the New York Times, Boris Epstein, who we've had here on the show, uh, attorney and someone who was helping to run like Trump's first inauguration and a whole bunch of others uh, and other events, he and a number of others have had their phones seized. Also, according to reports, Bernie Carrick and also Trump's former, basically, social media director, Dan Scavino, also were subpoenaed. There are also said to be meetings of the January 6th committee just a few hours ago because they're planning on doing some more hearings, if you haven't heard enough. Uh, they're planning on doing more hearings later on this month. Well, the January 6th committee is trying to decide whether or not to, quote, invite President Trump and the vice president, the former vice president, Mike Pence, to testify. Now, they know they are not going to testify. They know they're going to turn down the invitation, although it would be kind of interesting if Trump said, yeah, heck, I'll come. But I'll talk for 10 hours. And I want it in, you know, I want it from, uh, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon till 10 at night. And I want it uninterrupted. That would be interesting. And I, <laughs> I want my share of questioners on the other side. That would be nice to have a little bit of balance there. But do you think President Trump should take them up on the offer? Should they extend it? They say that they may just want to extend that offer just so he can come back and say, no, I don't want to do it. And then they can say, well, he turned it down. We offered him to come. Uh, we offered Mike Pence to come and neither one of them came. So we move forward. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Should maybe the president take them up on the offer? And what do you make of the fact that there is so much going on now, a flurry of activities with all of these subpoenas right after they did the raid on Mar-a-Lago? By the way, some new details of what was found in the affidavit, what was in that affidavit was just unsealed literally a few hours ago. Uh, we're going to be uh, giving you some details on that in just a few minutes because that is just coming out right now. Some more details on the Trump affidavit. But in the meantime, everybody is talking about this flurry of activity and why are they suddenly subpoenaing anybody who has ties to President Trump? What is the committee going for? Well, here is a little bit uh, from former Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Clark um, on his interpretation of what's been going on now, especially with now 40 Trump associates getting subpoenas. Beyond my point that just one man here, Donald Trump, is being targeted in particular, there's no way that you have this many investigations of one person arising because they are the most uh, important, high priority, uh, and uh, efficient use of government enforcement resources in terms of what the the impact would be. We're you know talking about a country at this point that, especially in the in the blue cities, is being overrun by crime. And the best use of enforcement resources is to open yet another front in an investigative war against President Trump. It just doesn't make sense. And I think the American people see that it's clearly weaponized and politicized in an effort directly against one political party and one man in particular, the leader of that party, Donald J. Trump. 
Yeah, why else would you go after the My Pillow guy? You know, Michael Lindell. My goodness, is it like uh, the My Pillow guy has some like you know a major issue here? I mean, my goodness. And here is Doug Hay. He's a former RNC communications director, and he is making a very dire prediction for President Trump as to where this is all headed very soon. And what we see is the DOJ is trying to get narrower and narrower as they kind of climb up the totem pole of the Trump administration, ultimately meaning who's that top person, Donald Trump. But to do so, to go narrower, they have to go wider and they have to subpoena more people. They have to get more testimony from more people. That also means a lot more people are in legal jeopardy. And so that's a Brian Jack, a Dan Scavino, a Bill Stepien, um, Stephen Miller, who's been brought up, Mark Meadows, certainly the former chief of staff. They're going to go wider and wider to get as much evidence as they can to go as high as they can and as narrow as they can to ultimately indicting either Donald Trump or one of his real top lieutenants and ultimately maybe a chief of staff. Wow. That is a very serious prediction. And Joe Scarborough, who had a falling out with Trump, well, he seems to be reveling in all of this. Should he be arrested? Well, that's where the debate, uh, that's where the debate stands. So, uh, and yet, yet another, uh, far right legal analyst, uh, came out and said the same thing. So again, it's, it, it you, you see the news and you sort, sort of draw a breath, but at the same time, it's not so surprising. One person after another person after another person every day, uh, is facing justice, uh, for, being part of a mob that tried to overturn a presidential election and the person that they all credit for getting them there, the person who inspired them to do that, the person who was the head of that conspiracy to commit sedition against the United States, well, he's living in his country club in Florida. At some point, justice is served, and at some point, Americans can be assured that no man, no woman is above the law. Wow. So how do you read the fact that all of those subpoenas are coming now suddenly as they are gearing up for their sort of final hurrah, if you will? And especially remember, if the Democrats lose in the midterms, and that's why the stakes are so high here for both sides. But if the Democrats lose in the midterms, say they lose the House, uh, then, you know, the first thing the House is going to say is new House under Republican we don't want the January 6th committee anymore. See you, Liz Cheney. See you, everybody. Let's move on and talk about solving crime, solving the economy, and some of these other issues. Meantime, President Biden touting what a great economic wizard he is. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line four. Eddie, your thoughts about, uh, we were talking earlier about President Biden out today at the White House and like wanting us all to believe that, you know, the economy's great and we're just a bunch of idiots who can't see for ourselves. Go ahead, Ed. You got you got to remember me. You have stand on every night. I don't quote too often, but I say thank you, my Polish Danish sister. I wish I was at the hundredth celebration of WABC and dance with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I was dancing up a storm. We have a lot to celebrate. You were cutting the rug as my mom and dad would when In the Mood came on. When I heard the music, da, 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 my dad would look at my mom and I'll be air corps, uh, you know, first sergeant. So, so wait, 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 wait. Hey, by the way, Ed, now I just found another thing that I love about you um, is well, you, you. you you talked about the Army Air Corps. Was Your dad was Army Air Corps? Yes. All yes, right. So yes. 
So my father was rescued by the Army Air Corps. It, they yeah. uh, literally a, a plane came by in Germany after he escaped from the POW camp, and a plane oh, came God. by and dropped a note basically telling them they had 15 miles to walk and they are free. And it came from go. a pilot, and he ran um, to uh, to near the Elbe River and saw what was the best sight in the world, Eddie, and it was U.S. troops who told my dad he was free. And I knew your daddy, who, like, my, my father was in the Marines of the Army Air Corps. He was always in such shape. Kids in the neighborhood used to, neighborhood used to bring him nails to unbend. And I'd, I, I'd sit there and look at him and go, how can you unbend this nail? Um, but wow. We, Good genes. We, we got a little bit to say. I will tell you that um, I think Stan is drinking a double Kool-Aid, the triple Kool-Aid. And some people are, and some people are teachable. And some aren't. And if you took Biden and pulled his mask off, Rita, you would see Xi Jinping or Mitt Romney's father-in-law. Okay, so you know if we go back in history, we learn things. But I think that people just—they're just—they don't know what's going on today. I have a house to sell. I don't know if I can sell it um, with the economy and everything. And uh, so let's look at the Titanic, Rita. Right? The band played on because they realized. We're not getting out of here without with, with our instruments just going down. There are other people like Stan that were on deck, and they're saying, oh, everything is fine, like Kevin Bacon in Animal House. And he said, all is well, all is well. And you know what? All isn't well, Rita. All, all is not well. I, I was at uh, my, my friend Jeff Edelman, a doctor. And Jeff, I hope you're listening. He took me to Beth Page, New York, and I was like Joe Piscopo, who I love like a brother. Yep, I love him I too. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, he's he's the same. So what? Me, but, so what happened? You get the respect, Joe. I tell you, <laughs> that's pretty good. I was on the phone with him once, and I call him every once in a while on Sundays with Sinatra. He goes, "Hey, Joe, how are you? I get to the chopper, Joe." He goes, "You do the spot on stuff. One day I'll meet you up." And you know, and then, yeah, and real quick, but those are great. By the way, you are spot on. And and real quick, oh, what's your you point about what? what's your point about the economy, Ed? Uh, we got to rename our economy because right now we're in a crash, uh, Rita. We're in a crash, and to have a celebration, you know what? They're just putting a, a, a false narrative on everything, Rita. You're a common sense lady. Um, you you do what's right, you know what's right, and during a day you have a heart and soul. These people don't have one. No, you're I, right. I, I, Ed, I Ed, you are so right. And right now I also sit there and I look at at what is an obvious reality. You brought up the, the idea of a Titanic. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, Stan or... Or Biden, I would say, is like, oh, isn't that a nice iceberg? You know, I mean, that's basically what they're thinking. Um, and yet we're all going, oh, my gosh, you know, we're like hitting the iceberg already. Don't you see that there's a problem? And but I, but I give them credit for trying to be creative enough. You know, the White House trying to like spin it because the numbers are just so bad and so horrible. The only thing you could do is kind of go out there and lie and pretend like everything's great, like like the people playing the music trying to, like, put on a happy face. Um, so that was a great analogy. And thank you. You are awesome. And I love um, – hey, by the way, before I let you go, let's have you do your Schwarzenegger again because that was pretty good. Let's hear that one. Ah, Lita, listen to me now and get 
hear me later. Get to the chop and don't get into the lifeboat with a screwdriver in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ed. You're great. Awesome, 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 awesome. Thanks, Ed. When we come back, we're going to continue with your calls. You just heard from Arnold. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, you just heard some good imitations of Arnold Schwarzenegger and others. Uh, and I love that calling in from Eddie, who was very, very spot on with his great imitations. But you can't fake what's going on at the White House because things are looking really, really bad right now. If you look at the optics, I can't believe they had this party today celebrating the economy on the day where one of the worst inflation numbers in U.S. history was released. Stock market dropped more than a thousand points. And yet the White House wants us to think everything is peachy keen. This is the biggest bunch of hogwash. It's amazing to me. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al. Line one. Al, your thoughts about it all. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, a couple callers ago, one of the, the caller uh, referred to and said that nobody cares about what's going on in this country domestically and internationally. Uh, but I disagree. I think come November, the silent majority in this country is going to help take over the uh, House of Representatives. I think we'll move and take over the United States Senate. I think we'll pick off seats in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Fetterman, who's the candidate, the Democratic candidate, he's not going to be able to win that position if he cannot debate. To be a senator, you have to be able to deal with people, and it's very unfortunate that he had a stroke. And, and, and you know the other thing, better. Al? He is extreme, too. I mean, his yes, policies, you know, he makes, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez look like a conservative. You know, and, and that's and that's pretty hard to do. And, and let's see, Al. You know, it'll be interesting to well, see if indeed, um, you know, if indeed uh, the GOP can get the House and the Senate. Um, they should, given how bad the economy is, how open the borders are, the disaster of Afghanistan, crime. Uh, but they have to make the case. That's where I contend they have to make the case. Let's go to Richie. Line four. Richie, your thoughts. You just heard from Al. What do you think? Uh, good evening, Rita. Well, I think that the current administration's energy policies will result in energy shortages of all types of energy. And I think that that will lead directly to depression, if not worse, wow. recession. Because what economic activity does not depend upon energy? No, you're right. And, you know, Richie, not just us, but I also think about overseas. I mean, our allies are in a dire situation. They are so worried because they are even more dependent, you know, on Russian oil, and we haven't given them an alternative. And had we continued with Trump's policies, we would have had an alternative. And and we would have been flush with cash, too. I mean, that's the other thing. We would have been selling it to them at a very, you know, reasonable rate. Um, they could have gotten a better deal out of America, and yet our president has been so stubborn. So, so stubborn and keeping, you know, trying to adhere to the far left and won't budge. And to me, that is that is outrageous. That's a dereliction. It is out. 
outrageous. Richie, I agree with you. Thank you. Let's go to Eric, line one. Eric, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, I think they're just going to they want to keep the lid on until the Republicans sweep in, sweep all of them out or a lot of them. The Republicans are going to get a lot of seats. And then all the complaining Republicans say, oh, look, it's turning back because the Republicans are in there. Because there's, there's millions of stands out there. You know, they don't really want the truth. They want to be right. So they're going to listen to whoever tells them they're right. Everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they, they're they're so, just know. looking. You're right. They're just looking with rosy colored glasses and and uh, thinking, oh God, well maybe everything's okay. Maybe windmills will save us. You know, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, right. Uh, let's go to Jimmy, line eight. Jimmy, your thoughts, my friend. Yes, uh, a lot of us, the conservatives, say Biden's doing every single thing wrong. That's true from our perspective. From America's enemies' perspective, uh, Biden's doing everything exactly right. You have to look at the past here, too. Years ago, Biden three times voted against helping the freedom fighters in Nicaragua. So Biden back then was following the Soviet line. So was John Kerry. So was Schumer. Schumer voted against the law that made it illegal to give up the names of CIA agents. So CIA agents were murdered because it was a defector who exposed them. Schumer voted against the law. So Schumer, Biden, Hillary, Obama, they all have a history, a record. You look at their past. I could bring it to you. I got I got so much stuff from the Soviet press and their American Communist Party press. And, you know, Jimmy, you always got good stuff. Very interesting. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. Biden says the economy's fine. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a powerful story coming from Elkhart, Indiana. We're finding a way to honor military veterans on a day other than Veterans Day is something that I think we should be doing all year round. Brentwood Senior Living in Elkhart, Illinois, Indiana, rather. Uh, did just that during a grand ceremony where the veterans there were given their proper recognition and thanks with a special pinning ceremony. I love this. A red carpet ceremony was put on to recognize and honor the members of the Navy, Air Force, and Army at the Brentwood Senior Living Center, which has about 20 military veterans living there. The event's organizer, whose dad served in the armed forces, says that this day means a lot to him personally as well as to those who were celebrated. He said, quote, I know without a doubt that they appreciate it. Just talking with them throughout the last couple of weeks and setting this up with the Center of Hospice for Care, it makes me so happy. It means the world because of what they did for our country and for us to honor them. He further said that of all the events that he puts on for residents at this senior center, this one is by far and away his favorite Due to its significance, he said, it's never a bad thing to give thanks to veteran on a day other than Veterans Day. I think that's really beautiful because every day we should be celebrating their great service to our country. And by the way, everybody, I am going to be doing the Tunnels to Towers walk run again this year in New York City. It's taking place on Sunday, September 25th. And everybody, I need your help. 
because we want to raise as much money as possible to help the Tunnels to Towers Foundation, which honors our heroes. So help us remember those lost on 9-11 as we just passed the 21-year anniversary. Um, and as we retrace together FDNY firefighter Stephen Siller's final footsteps. And it's really simple to support my team this year in the Tunnels to Tower 5K Walk Run. Here's what you do. You go online, go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline.com, and donate to my team. I am trying to raise the most money here on the Red Apple Audio Network because all of the proceeds go to the great Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Everybody, thank you so much for your support. Let's do this together. Let's help America's heroes with one of the largest 5K walk runs in the country. So go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com. Of course, everything's tax deductible, and it all goes to the Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Donate today and remember America's heroes and, of course, their great families. Well, we're talking about President Biden, who just a little bit ago was sitting there on the White House lawn saying, wow, the economy is great. Again, it came the same day as some of the worst economic inflation numbers came out. You know, we were looking at some of the inflation numbers and everybody said, oh, it's probably going to be really bad. But it became a dismal 8.3 percent rate. And what people are seeing is that it's really over all the different areas. So this is bad news for the economy. But if you listen to President Biden, everything is fine. But Montana Governor Greg Gianforte said this is outrageous and he cannot believe that this president has the audacity to tout the economy on a day where some of the worst inflation numbers in our American history came out. Shame on him. This is what the Montana governor had to say about the president. The president is partying while the ship burns. Uh, the reckless spending, again, you, you noted this uh, call from almost half the governors in the country to scrap this student loan bailout. Uh, it's the excessive spending that's driving inflation, and it's hitting hardworking Montanans very hard. Just this student loan bailout alone is going to place an additional $2,000 in debt on every American's back, whether they went to college or not, uh, and whether they have student loan or not. And things are so bad that Jessica Tarlov, who was on the five on Fox, she's a Democrat. She's always like saying, God, Biden is the greatest. She's like Stan. Well, this is what she said today. Well, I think the optics of today were absolutely abominable. And I feel very bad for Senator Joe Manchin, who's going to be on with Brett after we get off there. <laughs> and he wants to talk about this act, which he supported. And they had to work really hard to get him on board with it. And then he's going to have to talk about, you know, the Dow ticker versus mm-hmm. the president talking about this. So I would have rescheduled, especially since it was majority staffers. And, you know, Thursday might have been a better day. Thursday next year or in like 10 years might have been a better day because of the damage that this president, I think, has done with the economy. By the way, everybody, just a little bit ago, uh, we're getting word that Eric Adams, of course, the New York City mayor, uh, has a plan that he thinks will maybe help the economy. He's saying... Uh, to immediately grant working papers to some of the nearly 10,000 southern border migrants that have flooded into New York City. 
saying we have a desperate demand basically for workers. And he said, I think it's imperative that we look at the employment. Think about this for a moment. We're telling migrants and asylum seekers, you can come to the country, but for six months you can't work. What? Six months you can't work? So he believes that maybe there should be some sort of working agreement where they can be working and that we can compensate them because somebody has to pay for that. Are you kidding me? They're going to, like, make those jobs available to migrants to give them, what, further incentive to come? And he's blasting the Texas governor for sending them to New York City. And yet he's now given another big green neon light to say, come on to New York. We're not only going to, like, take care of you, we'll also give you a job. Then they're really going to want to leave. I mean, is there any more incentives that they could be providing? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Line one. Go ahead, Dave. More. Hi, Reed. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You know, the whole political, our media stunt with Biden saying the economy is great. It's really to, I think it's for the base. There, I, I, There's a lot of people watch the Democratic Party mainstream news media, and they believe what they're being told. And so they're feeding them two lines. One, things are going good because most of them are, unfortunately, uh, economically illiterate. Even though they, their wallets are hurting, if they're, they're believers, it's almost like a religion. And the other thing is you got to keep tell, telling them that, you know, Donald Trump's a big, bad orange man and uh, that they have to have a reason to hate him. And, and no matter who's going to be the Democratic Party candidate, whether it's Joe Demented, Biden, or whatever, anybody's better than than having Donald Trump. So it's, you know, it's just this constant feeding of disinformation, to, I think, to keep the base believing and holding on. Uh, and I, I think this is going to continue on. It's just going to be, you know, more political hay over nothing. Yeah, uh, I no, I agree. I agree. I think they're going to keep it up, Dave. You're right. And I think um obviously intensify prior to the midterms and I think all the way up to 2024, whatever they think that, you know, works to like you just said galvanize the base. I think they're just going to do it and hope that somebody believes they're hogwash that the economy is good because the numbers certainly do not show it. Um Dave, thank you very much. Let's go to Alfred, line 4. Alfred, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, uh, nice talking to you again. And I just wanted to say I think we're being gaslighted. And, and I also wouldn't be too confident about um, not not that I'm saying not to be confident about it, but I think we shouldn't um, get ahead of ourselves as far as the red wave of the election goes, because they're going to pull something out of their hats, the Democrats. You know, I, I, I just could see it. What do you think they're going to pull out? What are you thinking, Al? Uh, Maybe more COVID, you know, like um, possibly, and, I, I, and I'm sorry to use COVID. I know a lot of people died, you know, from it and all that stuff. But um, I think they're going to exacerbate it and, and possibly, like, exaggerate it and, and make it seem, like, worse than, than what it actually is. Yeah, no, I think I think I wouldn't be surprised something, you know, hey, more drop boxes, you know, yeah. more uh, – you know, it's something, you know, or, you know, maybe they're just banking. I mean, sadly, Al, so many members of the media at the White House, I mean, in fairness, they don't get a lot of access to the president because he is so shielded. You know, they're uh, even his own staff is afraid of what he's going to say. So they're like, no questions, no questions, no questions. 
but they should be hammering every single day and asking the right questions, saying, you know, if the facts belie what the president said, the facts don't show this. Um, so the media has to really be like the media. You know, they got to start acting like the media. Um, Al, thanks so much. Let's go to Norman, line one. Norm, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Yeah, for two years now, we've been living uh, George Orwell's 1984 uh, today. And, and it's just just uh, the the cherry on the cake was today, you know, Biden's little coming out party, uh, telling us everything is wonderful. <laughs> Every, everything's just wonderful. And, you know, I, all I can think of, you know, he's urinating on us. I'm using the nice word. He's urinating on us and telling us it's raining. And that is, uh, you know, that's just pretty much everything that the Democrats have done for the last two years. Yeah, no question. That, that is basically par for the course. Uh, let's go to Obi, uh, line six. Obi, your thoughts. Yes, uh, I'm an independent. I I didn't vote for Biden, but I think uh, Trump and the Republicans are the are the worst thing that ever happened to this country. I think I, I think they're far worse than 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 Biden. Why is that, Obi? And why why do you think um, that Biden has a right to say he's doing a good job with the economy? I mean, even well, he, even former I Obama didn't. advisors think he didn't. You know that he I, that he's uh, doing a disastrous job. No. I, I don't believe he had a right to say it. I think he's just trying to, uh, you know, to, to, to help the Democrats capture the midterms. I think I think that that's just propaganda. But, uh, tr- you know, the Republicans have run up bigger deficits uh, during during their time in office than 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 anything that the, the Democrats have done. The, no, actually, the, actually, that's wrong, Obi, because Trump, the economy was so much better under President Trump. Um, granted, he had to deal with covid at the end. Um, but, you know, when Biden sits and says, oh, I created X jobs, it's because so many people were out of work. You know, like a second grader could create jobs in that economy. And his policies have not helped. And his policies with killing like the gas pipeline. Um, and I look at the border and crime. Um, it, it sounds to me like you just don't like Trump and you would take anybody other than Trump. Is that sort of where you're coming from, Obi? That's true, but but see, Trump inherited a, a rising economy from from Obama, and I think people forget that in his last. But he year did, but he did office, a good job with it. But 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 his, by the way, Trump did office. a good job with it, and he did in a the, good job with it. I, I but we're not talking about Obama. We're the president now is Biden, Obi. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying Trump in his last year in office, uh, the economy started tanking you because know, of Trump COVID. Have been reelected because of COVID. Because of COVID. And remember, this president said he would be the unifier and he would get rid of COVID. And he sure hasn't done a good job uh, in terms of unifying. His speech last time was so dismal, Obi. I mean, don't you have a problem with some of the rhetoric coming from this president? Like, forget the fact you hate Trump, clearly. That's clearly where you're coming from. But forget that. Just look at the facts on its own. Can you honestly say that President Biden has been a good president, has been a great president, um, and that he and his party deserve to be, you know, renominated. What do you think? I actually didn't vote for Biden, but Trump is is just so much worse uh, than 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 anybody. I mean, Trump is just so much worse than anybody. And as far as um, you know, energy, I think uh, fossil fuels need to be kept in the ground because, uh, you know. Uh, so uh, so let's make a OB 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 based on that. And by the way, I think listen, green energy and all that stuff is a good idea if if you can do it with a transition, but not at the expense of getting rid 
of what we have now and what works. And that is, you know, in the pipelines and the gas lines. And this president killed it. And at a time where it's bad economy and then you go to war with a major oil supplier like Russia and you don't give our allies any backup. I mean, you know, not only is it, I think, catastrophic for us in so many ways, it's catastrophic for Europe. If I'm a European country, I'd be calling up and going, ah, hello, why don't you start drilling in Alaska, Mr. President? Hello, why don't you start, you know, continuing Gulf of Mexico? Why don't you stop with this silly windmill stuff? Let's visit it in a few years, but not right now. Um, if you we know, keep burning, if we keep burning fossil fuels, we won't have a planet. I mean, look, look, Obi, 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 we may not have an economy. And by the way, uh, Europe is going to have a really bad winter. I mean, there's a, there is a more pressing issue, um, than, you know, than, you know, a long-term future of all these other things. I think people want to be socially responsible and all that other thing, but you have to also be practical. And right now we are in a dire crisis economically. And a lot of it is this president's policies and they're just not working given what's happening in the world right now you know i mean it's it would be nice to be skipping and tipping through the tulips but now is not the time for it but but ob i i appreciate your call i love hearing from everybody and and i'm glad to hear from an independent too it's awesome ob so thank you make sure you call back again and everybody when we come back we are going to talk about President Trump since Obi doesn't want us to talk about it but we're going to talk about it Obi doesn't like Trump so that's maybe why the January 6th committee is subpoenaing everybody and their brother. If you were like a mailman for Trump, you're probably going to get a subpoena because they've subpoenaed 40 people, including the My Pillow guy. And we're also going to look back at independent counsel Ken Starr. He's been on the show a number of times. I have interviewed Ken Starr for many, many years. He passed away after complications from a surgery at the age of 76. We're going to talk about that when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. And we're going to get to your calls in a moment. First off, I just want to say I was so sad to hear the news About Ken Starr, of course, independent counsel, one of the most famous ones in history, who, of course, did so many of the different investigations as special prosecutor. He pursued Bill Clinton during Whitewater and Monica Lewinsky, and he suddenly died in Houston at the age of 76 from complications from surgery. I just talked to Ken Starr a couple weeks ago. And I have known him probably for decades. You know, I covered Whitewater. I covered Monica Lewinsky. And he's always been a voice of reason about legal issues and constitutional issues. And here's one time when he was here on the show and we talked about packing the Supreme Court, which was a plan the Democrats continue to talk about. He tried the same gambit and his own party said, no, Mr. President, we're in control. We have both houses of Congress, and boy, they had a huge majority. You just won the re-election by an overwhelming margin. The answer is no. You don't tinker with the Supreme Court of the United States. Our institutions are strong, and we need especially to keep that independent voice of the Supreme Court of the United States to serve as a check on the excesses of both the president and the Congress. And very, very sad to hear the news. Uh, Noted attorney Ken Starr, 
of course, special prosecutor, uh, passed away from a complication from a surgery, died today at the age of 76. Rest in peace, uh, Ken Starr, who I have known for many, many years and who's been a great friend of the Rita Cosby Show. Um, we're talking about President Trump and we're talking about the investigations, uh, something I talk with Ken Starr quite a bit about. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Valeria uh, in Florida, Line 8. Valeria, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Thank you so much for taking my call. Really quick, I've never told you that I'm part Polish and Lithuanian on my grandmother's side, my father's mother. No wonder I like you. You've got those good uh, Eastern European roots. I love that. Love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm very proud of those roots, and I love it when you talk about it. I'll make some quick points. Trump should never, never testify before January 6th committee. It's not a fair judicial. It's not a judicial tribunal at all. It's just it's just a setup. And, you know, he has. He's very angry and he might say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Having said that, he needs to really reexamine his legal team. He's got to get a couple of those lawyers that are out front, like Alina Haba. She's got to go on the bench. We need the guys like Pat Cipollone, Jay Seculo, Alan Dershowitz, there, um, Ken Starr. May he rest in peace. I'm very, very sad about his passing. Thank me you too. for talking about him. Oh, me Ken too. Was phenomenal on the on his impeachment defense, and we all know, you know, the great work he did on the on the Clinton in, uh, impeachment, which was justified because that then president lied under oath. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, these subpoenas are very serious. They have more resources than than God. I mean, not than God. I shouldn't say that. God forgive me. No, but, but we know we know God. what you mean, Valeria. Because you're right. Yes, you're right. God they know they have so much they on have. the other side, and they have, uh, and and it would be in front of this committee. And we've already seen the committee. I mean, they've got. I call them uh, uh, bigger Democrats than the Democrats. Liz Cheney, and you got Adam Kinzinger, and those two guys are worse than the Democrats. You know, they like hate Trump. So. It's not a uh, a fair committee. If it was a balanced committee, then I would say maybe he should, you know. But this is clearly one that is so stacked against him. There is no advantage. Um, but it's interesting that they're discussing it. Um, Valeria, thank you very much. And, and I love the great Polish roots. Thank you, my friend. Uh, let's go to Richard in Brooklyn. Richard, line three, your thoughts. How are you doing? I'm sorry for the loss of your friend, Ken Starr. I just want to say that. And thank I'm you. And he was, he was a great man to so many people. Thank you, Richard. Oh. Yes, he was. He was a scholar and a gentleman. Um, I wanted to speak about uh, Donald Trump, your caller that just spoke. Uh, She's not 100 percent correct. She's a thousand percent correct. Donald Trump should not go and testify in front of any committee because due to the fact is that he does not have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's not required. It's an invitation. You're absolutely right. It's not a subpoena. You're right. Okay. Okay, this is this what it has is in front of him is a kangaroo court. That's number one. Number two, he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. They're trying to prove that he's guilty. Then you have to do that behind the shadow of that. And the only way you can do that is in the court of law. It's no court of law here. And then after going going after every single person that had contributed to Donald Trump. It's not just the high people. It's not. It's not the people that my pillow and so forth. It's every single individual in this country. Because if they can run up on somebody who's sitting and having dinner with their family, 
and and they come up to you like they're brown shirts. They're like the Gestapo, and they, they, they seize your property without due process, without due cause. And they can do that to the president, and they can do that to, to, to other people. What can they do to the regular, normal people of this country? You need either to step in line, and this is what they're telling you. Either you step in line and do the Gustav walk, or you're going to jail, or you're going to be in prison. Because we don't want that. There's only going to be one party, one nation that they build, and that's it. And, and that's, that's and Richard, that's a that's a troubling place. I agree with you um, that the way they're handling this is outrageous. It looks so politically motivated, and it is like a free for all for them. And that's why people have to get out and vote tomorrow night. John Solomon with some blockbuster January 6th material. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.